0: Now, today on the show, we have a returning guest, Bradley Nelson, the author of The Emotion Code. But this time, Bradley came on to talk about the body code and how to heal yourself instantly by unlocking what is going on inside your body and using its own powers to heal yourself. So without any further ado, let's dive in. I would like to welcome back to the show, returning champion, Dr. Bradley Nelson. How you doing? How you doing, Bradley?
1: <laughs> great, Alex. It's great to be back. Thanks for having me on again. Yeah,
0: absolutely. You were—I think you were the first person I had on talking about energy healing, and uh, you know the audience really loved it. You kind of introduced me to the whole concept of energy healing, and of since then i have had others on this on the show and gone deeper into the world of energy healing, and uh, and then of course you have your new book out called The Body Code. Right. The sequel to the emotion uh, emotion code or emotional yep, code it's, or emotion. It's yeah. the sequel. Right. To the body. Yeah, exactly. The body like code. It's like
1: this. Yeah. Uh-huh. So,
0: so my friend, first question, what the
1: heck is the body code? Well, um, let me go back a little ways. Um, in 1980, <laughs> I was going to school in Hawaii and I, I took a class kind of on a whim uh, on computer programming. And I was just immediately uh, head over heels in love with computers and programming, and so uh, I eventually um, taught myself um, how to do programming, and uh, and I eventually had a business in the early '80s called the Computer Tutor, where I would go into people's businesses, and I would uh, people would buy they'd buy a new IBM PC or an Apple II, and they they wouldn't know what to do with it because there was really very little software almost none for people and so um i'd go in and i would uh i would program and set up some kind of a relational database for their business so that they could actually use their computer and get some work out of it mm-hmm. and that was really fun i loved doing that uh well so then it was really an answer to prayer for me uh, at a certain point i was brought back to this uh uh this decision that i needed to make about what i was going to do with the rest of my life and uh, and I prayed about what to do. And I actually got an answer and the answer was directing me into the healing arts. So, so when I got out of chiropractic school and I started working on patients, I always had a computer there um, right there with me as I would find imbalances on people uh, as I would find new imbalances over years of time. And I practiced for roughly a couple of decades. What I would do is I would, i put those somewhere in this database that I was building. I was building this big mind map, this knowledge base of imbalances. And gradually I learned that uh, the subconscious minds of my patients knew all the answers. Um, My patients contained all the answers to their own problems within uh, their own subconscious minds. And I knew how to ask the subconscious mind questions. And it was that computer programming career, that really taught me about computers and getting answers. And, and what I came to realize is that the subconscious mind within each one of us is essentially a binary computer, which means that, um, if you ask questions of the subconscious mind, it will give you answers. And those answers will come back. Um, usually the easiest way to find those answers is through some kind of muscle strength test. So like, for example, if I were there with you, Alex, if you were to hold your arm straight out parallel to the floor, Mm -hmm. um, if you were to say, my name is Alex, that's a true statement. If I were to press down on your arm at that point, you'd be strong. You'd be able to resist me. If you were to say something that's untrue, like my name is Bob, uh, your arm would go down. You wouldn't be able to resist me. Mm -hmm. And um, that's the binary computer uh, within us that uh, knows the difference between truth and falsehood and um, negative and positive and so on. And so uh, so what I found was that uh, I could ask questions. And this is kind of a gradual thing, but as time went on, um, I found that uh, the subconscious mind was very willing to give answers. And so during the last ten years of my practice, I was really I was really doing this um in a big way, where I would just ask my patients' bodies, or ask their subconscious minds, really, what it was that they needed. And, um, by then I had built up this database of all of these imbalances and, uh, and I was able to, I mean, I had great success with it. Most of the people that I saw during the last 10 years, I was in practice had been told there was really no hope for them at all that Western medicine had nothing to offer, but you see Western medicine is great at acute problems. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, if it, if if you don't, if you're racing the train, for example, and you lose and your leg now is over there, well, Western medicine might be able to reattach your leg. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's amazing what Western medicine can do, but most of the time, most of us don't need uh, surgery. And most of the time, most of us don't need a drug. Instead, what we need is we need these imbalances corrected. And so um, what I found is that uh, there are six different kinds of imbalances, and those are in the Body Code book. We talk about all of these, but, um, but here's, here's a picture, um, mm-hmm. and you see there are six icons here, and each one of these icons represents an area of imbalance. So there's six ways that we become imbalanced, six different categories. So think about, these will make sense to you, I think. The first one here is pathogens. I mean, we know that if you've got a virus in your body or some kind of a parasite or a fungal or bacterial infection, you need to get rid of that to be totally healthy, right? Mm -hmm. Makes sense. This one is energies. And that has to do with things like trapped emotions, which I think we talked about last time quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, there are other things in this area too, the energy of traumas that you've been through and things like that. Over here, we have misalignments. Any tissue can misalign. And those misalignments are usually because of things in this category, like trapped emotions. We have a category here called circuits and systems. And this has to do with the connections between the spirit and the physical body, all of the organs, all of the glands, all of that, the the chakras, the meridians, things like that. Down here, we have toxins. We know it's pretty obvious if you've got a lot of toxins in your body, you're not going to be feeling very good. Over here, we have nutrition and lifestyle. And that one's kind of obvious too. I mean, if you're deficient in a certain mineral, you're not going to be able to to create certain chemical reactions in the body. Uh, You need your vitamins, et cetera. Um, And so those are the six categories. And so uh, you'll notice, by the way, in the book, I don't know if you can see it uh, Mm -hmm. at this distance, but every single one of these has a page number. Mm -hmm. And so if you turn to that page, for example, for energies, you're taken here. And on the next page, what you'll see are some subcategories to this one, okay? Mm -hmm. And so that's how the body code works. In other words, what I would do with my patients is I would literally ask their subconscious mind, uh, is there a reason why um, you're having these symptoms? And maybe the symptom was fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, or some autoimmune problem, or maybe something worse. And the subconscious mind would answer back, and I would find one imbalance at a time and fix those imbalances. Um, but it worked really, really well. Let me tell you a story. There was a, uh, uh, there was a fibromyalgia support group that I went to once.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, I spoke for about an hour. It was at a hospital. And um, during the whole hour that I was speaking, there was a woman who was sitting just to my right um looking at me in the audience and she was crying. The whole time I spoke, she had tears kind of coming down. And when the meeting was over, people were gathered around trying to talk to me and she was there trying to talk to me. And I was having a little bit of a hard time understanding her because she was kind of sobbing, but she told me that for 19 years, she had, uh, had suffered so much with pain from fibromyalgia, which is of course, pain in the muscles, but it has no known cause and no known cure. <laughs> We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now
0: back to the show.
1: And uh, she said she cried every day because the pain was so great. And all she had been able to do was take drugs and all the doctors she'd seen, I think nine doctors during all those years, they'd all told her every one of them the same thing. Nothing's ever going to help you. All you can do is take these drugs. And she said part of the reason she was crying that night was because it was the first time in all those years, almost two decades, that she'd ever heard a doctor say that there might actually be hope for her to get well, right? Mm-hmm. Well, she came into my office and uh, started working on her. And what we found was that she was imbalanced in all of these six areas. So in other words, she had, uh, she had parasites. She had some viruses in the body. Uh, she had a lot of tr- emotional baggage we had to clear out. Um, in this category, uh, pretty much every organ and gland in her body was imbalanced. We had to work on those. She had lots of misalignments. Uh, she was toxic. She had a lot of different nutritional deficiencies. And so uh, the beauty of, of this work is that I was able to ask her subconscious mind what she really needed. And I was able to address those needs. And uh, within three weeks, she was totally out of pain. And that might seem impossible, especially if you're someone who's been suffering with fibromyalgia, but I'm here to tell you that uh, uh, how we need to address our bodies is different from how we have been addressing them. Our bodies are vastly intelligent. They're divine creations. And within each one of us uh, is the knowledge of what we really truly need. And the body code is how we decipher those needs. And that's why we call it the body code, because there's a little bit of deciphering involved, but it's actually really simple uh, once you learn the process.
0: So basically, that's a handbook of of learning a language, a coding language, if you will, of the body, very much like writing a program or an algorithm.
1: Yeah, in a way. I mean, sure. um, it's simpler than that, really, because sure. the... Um, Uh, basically the way that it works is, for example, if I were working on, uh, if I were working on you, for example, Mm -hmm. and let's say that you had some kind of an issue maybe going on, Mm -hmm. what we would do is we would simply ask your subconscious mind, is there an underlying reason for this issue? Now there might be several reasons for the issue, but the subconscious mind would give us one reason. It'll only give you one at a time. And so then we would ask, okay, where, where is this reason? Uh, is it on the right side of the chart? Is it on the left side? Oh, okay. It's on the left side using muscle testing. And then we'd ask, well, is it, is it here or here or here? And then maybe it would take us into toxins. And then we go there and we find out maybe that uh, uh, you never know. But let me tell you a story years ago um, in uh, 1988, when I was first in practice, I was working with another guy who was a mentor of mine. His name was Dr. Uh, Stan flag. This was in Kalispell, Montana. I'm from Montana. And, um, I had just gotten out of school and I'm following him around for about four months in his practice, taking notes. He was an older guy, been in practice for a long time. One day a woman comes in and, um, she looks like death warmed over. She's in a wheelchair. Her whole family is with her. Um, she's been to the hospital. She's been sick for about three weeks or so. And, uh, nobody knows what's wrong. Um, she's got terrible fatigue pain all throughout her whole entire body. Um, and she said she told us that the only time she felt any better at all was when she was in a tub of very hot water, but then it took so much effort to get out of the water. She couldn't do it herself. So her family would have to help her. And it was just horrible. And, um, they'd run all kinds of tests at the hospital and had no idea what was wrong. So I'm there taking notes for my mentor, Dr. Flagg. And, um, intuitively, he has asked her this question. Uh, he said, are you, um, do you remember being bitten by a spider at some point? And she thought about it and she said, well, yeah, actually a couple of weeks before I started getting sick, I was bitten uh, by a spider and it swelled up pretty big and then it went away. And, uh, so it's all energy, right? Venom is an energy. Our bodies everything is energy. And so he, he treated that venom, uh, energetically to kind of counteract that. And, uh, so finished up her treatment. She went home with her family and she rode out in the wheelchair. That was, she was the last patient we saw that summer of 1988. (laughs) And, um, the last person we saw that Friday, well, the next Monday morning I came into the office eight o'clock and there's a patient sitting in the waiting room. And, uh, She looked familiar, but I couldn't place her. I walked over and I started talking with her and all of a sudden it dawns on me. This is the woman that was here Friday, the spider venom lady. And she was not in a wheelchair and her family wasn't with her and she was by herself. And she looked the absolute picture of health. And I, I was absolutely amazed. And she and I cried together because it was, it was really so dramatic. So, I mean, Western medicine is great at lots of things, right? We have the best um, emergency care, acute care in the U S of any country in the world. But um, most of the time, that's not really what we need. Most of the time we don't need surgery or a drug. We need to figure out what the under, actual underlying reasons are and uh, for why we're not feeling well or why we can't find a uh, love or why we keep keep choosing the wrong kind of abusive person or why we can't make money or whatever it is. And those reasons are all contained um, in the body code. Uh, and that's the beautiful thing about it. It's easy. Anybody can do it. You don't have to pay someone to do it. Although we've certified thousands of people all over the world to do this work. You can find a practitioner at DiscoverHealing.com, but you can also do it yourself. And that's the reason why I wrote this book was so that people could start to understand um, how their bodies actually work and how we can ask questions and get answers. And it's, a, it's really a paradigm shift that is going to change the world, I believe, Alex.
0: Well, let me ask you this. You've mentioned this a few times in this conversation that you ask the subconscious mind. How exactly do you ask the subconscious mind and get an answer back?
1: Well, what I used to do with my patients uh, is I would simply talk to them and ask questions out loud. And then the answers from the subconscious mind would show up through a strong or weak muscle test because the subconscious, like I said, is it's kind of a binary computer and it'll give you answers as long as the answers are yes or no, because the subconscious mind has, has a way of giving you and demonstrating what the answers are. And that's through muscle strength. So you'll be strong for a yes answer and you'll be weaker for a no answer. And anybody can try this. Um, You know, grab a friend and have them hold out their arm and have them say their name is their name. You know, like for me, I'd say my name is Brad. If you were to push down on my outstretched arm, I'd be strong. If I if I told a lie, it would be weak. You know, and so the subconscious mind can't really lie, and uh, it and it contains all the answers. So, uh, you know, that's the beauty of this. Well, it's funny too because
0: I I do occasionally I do. Uh, this parlor trick, which is muscle testing for somebody who doesn't know. And mm-hmm. I'll go and I'll grab uh, a packet of sweet and low or mm-hmm. equal. And I'll have a packet of pure sugar. Mm-hmm. And I will put, and I'll go, okay, guys, uh, hold this to your hand and I'll give them the sugar pack first. And I'll go put your arm out. And I with one finger, I'll just push down on the end of the arm. And it's like, Oh, it's strong. Okay, great. Now put the pocket of sweet and low or Splenda onto your, uh, artificial sweetener onto your chest, and mm-hmm. then put your arm out, and I put the same finger, and their arm goes weak, and
1: sure. they're just
0: like, "What the hell did you do?" Right. I do it with, I do it with alcohol too. I'll, I'll give them a, hold that bottle of tequila or that beer near your chest, <laughs> and watch how how weak you get.
1: Yeah, and absolutely.
0: It, it's it's an energetic thing, and I did it to a few doctors, and they're like, "That is some BS. I don't know what you're doing. This is not <laughs> like they couldn't comprehend." the concept of muscle testing. And they were, they were you know MD physicians in our sure. family. And they were just like, that's some hocus pocus stuff. I'm like, maybe there's other things out there that you can't explain in, that you learned in, in medical school.
1: Sure. Well, and that's, that's part of the problem really is, um, you know, with Western medicine is that the uh, doctors are doing the best that they can with what they've learned. Right. Yeah. And, um, and th- they learn from the doctors who taught them who learned from the doctors who taught them who learned from the doctors who taught them and it kind of so these these entrenched ideas can go back a long way and um but it's time for us to really start opening ourselves up to to the reality of who we are and what these bodies of ours out uh what our bodies really are and uh their divine creations and so um You know, it's, it's always been stunning to me. I'll, I'll tell you uh, another story. There was a woman that came in to see me and um, she'd had a chronic cough that had been going on for um, a year. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. I don't know if I told this story last time. I don't think I did. did I don't think you did. No, no. Anyway. um, So she told me that her husband uh, months before had moved into the other end of the house because she said, she said I'm coughing all night long and I'm coughing all day long. And she said, I've been to the hospital. They've run, they've done MRIs, they've done CAT scans, they've done every test and they're all negative. And so they, they just don't have any idea what's wrong with me. But she said, I'm afraid my marriage might end because of this, because it's just ruining my life. And so, uh, so I got out the body code And I started asking questions Mm -hmm. of her subconscious mind about, you know, is there a reason for this cough? And I was taken to this area here, toxins. And so, um, so in that area, I was taken into, uh, to another area. There's the toxins button. And by the way, you can use the book this way. You can actually use the book and find imbalances. And I was taken into an area, uh, that had to do with chemical toxins. So in other words, her subconscious mind was telling me there's some kind of a chemical that I'm being exposed to or that I was exposed to. And that's part of this cough issue. And so, so I Googled a list of uh, common household chemicals and then I just started testing things, you know, one by one. And all of a sudden I got a, I got a hit, I got a strong muscle test from her subconscious mind on something called camphophonique. So I looked at her and I said, um, do you use camphophenique?" She said, camphophonique, And she turned pale. And I said, yeah, camphophonique. Um, do you use that? She said, well, yes. She said, every night I go over and I visit an elderly woman who's been a friend of our family for a long time. And she loves me to rub her feet with camphophenique every night. Last thing. It's the last thing I do every, every day. And um and I said, Well, I think that's your problem. Uh your body does not like it. In fact, that stuff I don't even know if that's still available. It's probably been banned or something. It's very, you know, very toxic. It's like it's like it's like, it's like uh drinking asbestos. <laughs> kind of, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. And so, so anyway, um, that was it. Um, I treated the energy of that toxin that was in her body energetically, and uh and then, and she stopped using the Campophenic and that was it. No more coughing at all. She didn't cough again from that moment. And so, you know, you think about it, she'd been going to medical route for a year and, um, you know, because they couldn't fix it with a drug or surgery, they couldn't really figure it out. Nothing was obvious. All of her tests were negative. You know, that's, that's not unusual. Um, I had another woman that came in to see me once, uh, she was a young woman, early twenties, and uh, she'd, been, she'd been hospitalized for five days with this terrible pain in her abdomen. And uh, they'd run every test that they could, all the tests were negative. And so they finally released her from the hospital. I said, you know, we, we can't find anything. So you, you have to go now. <laughs> and so she came in to see me She's about a nine on the zero to 10 scale of pain, zero being no pain and 10 being, you know, go back to the emergency room. And um, so I started testing her using the body code, asking questions. Is there an underlying reason for this pain? And I found a couple of trapped emotions in this area and I cleared a couple of things. And one of the areas I was taken to was um, down here to toxins. And, no, sorry, to nutrition and lifestyle over here. And there's a, there's a chart not only in the book, um, but also, um, also in the, uh, in the app. Let me see if I can find this. Uh, it's a chart of nutrients, right? Mm-hmm. So I was taken to this chart. And so I asked, all right, um, you have a nutrient that you need on this chart. Yes. Uh, is it in column a? Yes. Is it in one of the odd rows? No. So is it in row two? Yes. And is it, you know, carotenoids, or chloride, cholesterol, choline. Oh, it's chromium. So it showed up that she needed chromium. And we used to carry chromium. And I knew that it was something that's good for blood sugar and so on. And I said, well, we're out of it right now. We usually carry it. But I said, I think you're going to need to get some at some point. Your subconscious mind is telling us that that's something you, you need, apparently. I didn't think anything else about it. Couldn't find anything else uh, to work on. So uh, I sent her home. Well, the next day she came back and she was my very first patient the next day. And now she's at about a 10 and a half. She's getting worse. And uh, I was really worried because, I mean, she was in so much pain. And I just, I remember thinking, I can't believe that they missed what's going on with her in the hospital because she's obviously got something really major going on. So I didn't know what else to do. So I broke out the body code. And I started asking questions again. Is there an underlying reason for all this pain that you're having? And yes. Okay. Is it on the left side? No, it was on the right side. It was back in nutrition and lifestyle, same area. And uh, out of all the thousands of possibilities, Alex, that I could have been taken to, I was taken right back to that chart of nutrients and I was taken right to chromium again. And it was only at that moment that I remembered Oh, yeah, that showed up yesterday. And I said, you know what? I don't know why. I have no idea why. But I said, your, your subconscious mind is telling me you really need chromium. I don't know why. But look, I want you to leave my office right now. Go down the street to the health food store. Buy some chromium uh, tablets. And uh, don't wait. Ask them for water and take some uh, right there. And then come back. <laughs> 20 minutes later this young, very athletic woman is literally jumping up and down in my waiting room because she was so excited because she said the instant that she took that pain or that uh, the chromium tablets, the pain was instantly gone. Just instantly, boom. And so she's jumping up and down in my waiting room saying, I'm fixed, I'm fixed. She said, how did you do that? And I said, I have no idea. I still, to this day, have no idea, but I said to her, you know, the point of this is that your subconscious mind knew that that's what you needed. Why you needed it? I don't know. No one's ever been explained, uh, able to explain to me why she needed chromium and why it made her pain go away. Um, I've never seen anything like that uh, since with chromium. Um, but um, the point is her subconscious mind knew that's what she needed. And because we were using the body code, we were able to ask the questions and get the answer. And so uh, that's the beauty of the body code is that you can find answers to things that otherwise you might not ever be able to find answers to.
0: Well, we keep talking about the subconscious mind and you kind of mentioned that it's binary, but is there a deeper explanation on why
1: it knows things like this? Well, I'll tell you something. I uh, I believe that uh, of course we have two brains, right? You, you can think of it that way. We have we have our or we have two minds. We have our conscious mind, which is where we spend all of our waking hours, where we have our relationships and we we work our jobs and we take our classes, we take our tests, and you know that's where we live. When we go to sleep at night, the conscious mind shuts down. What's left is the subconscious. Now, it's always running. The subconscious mind is that incredibly intelligent part of our being that is uh, able to take breakfast and turn it into new cardiac muscle cells or turn it into millions and millions of new blood cells every minute and so on. Um, That subconscious mind of ours, I believe, remembers everything you've ever done. Uh, Every moment of your life, every face you've ever seen in a crowd, everything you've ever eaten or tasted or touched or smelled is all in there in that subconscious mind. And so there's also a list in the subconscious, I believe, of the things that need to be done, uh, the imbalances that a person has that need to be addressed in order for that person to be totally healthy during the last 10 years of my practice, I proved this over and over and over again, because most of the patients that I saw had been told there was no cure for them at all in Western medicine. And yet the vast majority of them were able to get well with just a couple of exceptions, because I was asking the subconscious mind. I remember once a patient, I had a new patient that came in to see me. And uh, I don't remember what was going on with her, but it was something that was significant. (laughs) We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. And I said to her, look, I said, I have no idea what's going on with you. What, you know, what the reasons are. And she, she kind of looked at me in shock and I said, but it's okay. Um, your subconscious mind, that sub that mind within you. Uh, it knows exactly what's wrong with you. And it knows exactly what the reasons are. And I know how to talk to it. And so we can figure out what the reasons are. So don't worry. And, and she got well. So, um, you know, in Western medicine, when they say that something is incurable, it means that it can't be cured with drugs or surgery. And that's a pretty limited way to look at things really. Yeah. And so now we're we're stepping into this new uh this new age, really this new reality, uh, where we're realizing that it's really all about quantum physics, that our bodies are these exquisite creations that are vastly intelligent in and of themselves. And they know the answers. They know what they need. And, uh, it's just the most amazing thing. Sometimes we experience this a little bit ourselves, you know, sometimes, you know, you might be, uh, uh, you might be at the health food store or something, and you might, um, you might realize you need a certain vitamin or something because you, you've kind of been thinking about it, or you had a dream, you had a dream about it, or it's been popping into your head or something. It, the, the subconscious has these ways of communicating to our conscious minds, but most of the time it's not very efficient, and most of us are not very attuned to our subconscious minds because we're so distracted with. Uh, you know, messages and Facebook and Instagram and this and that and TV and you name it. um, We're just not really in very close touch. But the body code gives us a way, it gives anyone really a way to tap in and find those underlying imbalances. And um, yeah, and it works.
0: So it's it's more of a a deeper intelligence of your body. It's connecting to a, a, a deeper database, if you will.
1: Well, yes, exactly right. And that's what the subconscious is is this vast database. but it's it goes beyond that. I mean, it's it's um there are mystical connections, yeah. between between subconscious mind of each individual and the database of of energy that fills the universe. Um, Rupert Sheldrake, a uh, famous scientist from the u k calls it the morphic field um. It's been called the, uh, the Database of Genius. It's been called The Light of Christ. It's been called all kinds of things, depending on who you talk to. Um, Rupert Sheldrake, uh, I, uh, I love some of his, uh, his stories. He uh, actually wrote a book about this where what they did, they wanted to know, um, they wanted to do a study on dogs because dogs will often know, they'll have an uncanny sense of when their owner is coming home. And so uh, some people said, well, the dog can hear the owner's car coming down the street and they can tell that it's that car because it has a unique sound. Or they would say, well, uh, it's a certain time of the day and the dog knows what time of day it is somehow. But what they did is they actually tested this and what they found uh, was that these dogs would suddenly get up and go to the door or go to the window to wait for the owner when when the owner first began thinking about going home from work. Now, how is this possible? Well, you see, Rupert Sheldrake would call it the morphic field, this field of energy that is between all of us and between everything and within us as well. And the subconscious mind of every person is tied into, is connected into, That database, uh, that morphic field. And so, um, this is how our practitioners, for example, are able to work with other people uh, that are at vast distances and yet get immediate results with them. Um, You know, and it can be really powerful. I remember uh, when the emotion code first came out, which was actually in 2007. Uh, I think it was in 2007 or eight, I was on a radio show and uh, it was uh, Dr. Richard DeCenso's program in Virginia. There was a woman uh, who called in and uh, she said that she had this problem. And the problem was that she had this, uh, she had this hernia where she was getting acid reflux coming up into her throat all the time. And it was just miserable. And uh, could I help it? And I said, I don't know. So I tuned into her and uh, using the emotion code, I immediately found that she had a trapped emotion or some emotional energy. Now she was in her, I think she was 54 at the time. And this, I tested that this was from age 35, this resentment emotion. And immediately she said, oh yeah, she said, I know exactly what that is. And so anyway, I released it at a distance. We were probably about, I don't even know, a couple thousand miles apart and uh but i released it energetically uh and she felt a little better and that was the end of it she you know i continued with the program well the next day she didn't tell me this but she was scheduled to have surgery on the this hernia we call it a a hiatal hernia where the stomach protrudes up through Mm -hmm. the diaphragm a little bit and um so the sphincter at the top of the stomach quits working right. And anyway, so she was going to have surgery where they pull your stomach down and then staple you and so on. I had an aunt that died on the operating table having this done actually. And uh, so the next morning she goes in to have the surgery. Well, they have her do a barium swallow and then they do an x-ray. They call it a scout film where they take a look just to make sure that everything is where it's supposed to be or where they thought it was. And the doctor studied the x-rays for a while and then he came back out and he said, He said i can't explain this to you but it's not there anymore he said there's no sign of any abnormalities at all so there's no we we can't see any fissures or pitting or anything like that he said we're canceling the surgery because you don't need it and so she sends me this email it's got like 150 exclamation points in it right (laughs) she never had any other trouble uh from that as far as i know Uh, And I was in touch with her for a a number of years after that. So, um, you know, the bottom line, uh, Alex, is that we're living in this time where our consciousness is opening up. Mm -hmm. Uh, The consciousness level of the world, I believe, is like a kind of like a balloon that's expanding every single day. It's getting a little bigger, a little bigger, a little bigger. And we're finally starting to realize uh, what these bodies of ours really are and what they're capable of and um, how they hold all the answers within them. And so if you know how to ask questions, you can get answers. And the body code really is, uh, is like your guidebook to the subconscious mind to get those answers and fix those imbalances. And people are changing their lives with it all over the world. Now, the, the, when you spoke about the circuits of the body uh, mm-hmm. code, can you dive in a
0: little bit deeper into the circuits? Because that interests mm-hmm. me in regards to the chakra energies and the energy centers and things like that, how that sure. works with everything we're doing.
1: Yeah, well, um, first of all, by, by circuits, what I mean in the book has to do with the connections between the organs and the glands and the muscles of the body. And so in practical reality, uh, what I found when I was in practice was um, when I discovered the work that uh, there was another doctor died many years ago who had kind of pioneered this understanding, but he was building on understanding that went back thousands of years to Chinese medicine, to five element theory and so on. But basically what happens is you can think of every organ and, and most of the glands in your body as having a circuit or kind of like a fuse, right? If you go into your bathroom and you plug in every blow dryer in your house and every curling iron and your welder, what's gonna happen? Well, you're gonna draw too much power. You'll blow the fuse. So you'll have to go out to the garage or to the basement or wherever in your house and open up that panel and find that fuse has been blown and flip that breaker, right? To turn the power back on. Well, when your bathroom fuse blows, uh, maybe in the next room, your stereo is playing And all of a sudden it shuts off too. Why would that happen? Well, it would only happen if it's on the same, if that room is on the same circuit, right? Mm -hmm. Well, in our bodies, this is the easiest way to understand how this works in our bodies as well, because certain muscles are connected to certain organs and certain glands. And this is a fascinating understanding that made an enormous difference for me in practice, because I was focused on, fixing my patients as much as I possibly could. I didn't want to band-aid them. I wanted to fix them. I really wanted to get to the underlying causes of their problems. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. And what I found was that sometimes people would have a misalignment that I couldn't correct. And I remember when I was in student uh, clinic, In chiropractic school years ago, for example, I had a patient that came into me every week and he had a misalignment and and discomfort and pain between his shoulder blades. And I would find misaligned bones there every week. And I would realign those bones and he would feel so much better and so relieved. But then the week following, he'd be back again. The same bones would be out of alignment again. And uh, I'd realign everything and he'd feel so much better. And then the week following, he'd come back and and this went on and on and on during the whole time that I was in clinic. And I could remember thinking, what is wrong here? Is it me? Am I a bad doctor? Is it this guy? What's going on? Why why won't these bones stay put? Why won't the alignments that I'm making, why won't things stay aligned? Well, many, many years later, I found out that um, if you have an imbalance in your liver uh, maybe from feeling too much anger or resentment or maybe from some other emotional energy or or maybe it's a uh, pesticide exposure or maybe you've got, you know, mercury fillings or who knows what it might be. Uh, it can be a lot of different things, but you can essentially short out that organ, the liver. And the liver happens to be connected to a muscle that uh, travels from the inside edge of the right shoulder blade to the spine. It's called the rhomboideus muscle or the rhomboid. That muscle will imbalance. And when you have one muscle imbalanced, there are always two. Now the other one is relatively stronger. And so things get pulled out of alignment. See, that was that guy's problem. It took me many, many years before I understood that. And so what we find and what I found during the years that I was in practice is that this was an incredibly powerful thing. For example, I found that if people had a problem with their right knee uh, it was usually because there was some imbalance going on in their gallbladder because the gallbladder connects to a muscle right in the back of the right knee and also in the right shoulder. So sometimes shoulder trouble on the right size gallbladder. I found that um, when people had an imbalance uh, in the kidney, either one or the other, it would affect the low back. And in fact, um, uh, in all those years, with hundreds of patients uh, with low back trouble and hundreds of herniated discs in the low back, um, I found that uh, there were only two people in almost twenty years of practice that I had to send out for surgical intervention. The rest of them I was able to fix. Why? Because I knew that the secret, and that Chinese uh, acupuncturists, the or you know the uh, people who are who are well versed in for example traditional chinese medicine they understand this that there's there are connections between these organs and the glands and the muscles and so on but uh it's a very powerful concept and that's also in the body code all the organs all the glands are in there um it's all in the book these, these all these in intricate connections and it's a fascinating thing because now for example um I I quickly learned really back in practice that if a patient came in and they had left knee pain, it was usually almost always because they had an imbalance in their left adrenal gland, the adrenal glands sit on top of the kidneys. And of course they produce adrenaline, right? And so that's the stress gland of the body cortisol too. If you're under too much stress for too long, you overload the adrenal glands. And uh, that left side uh, adrenal gland will usually become imbalanced first because when you have paired organs in the body or paired glands, the left side uh, organs or glands will be the mains and the right are the reserves is how it works. So the left sides will usually go first and that applies to the lungs and the kidneys, adrenals and so on. And so um, so I found that by correcting these uh, Correcting the imbalance with the gland or the organ that would turn the muscle back on. And, uh, it would correct things to give you an idea, uh, an example, a woman came into me one time, many years ago, and she said, uh, she was overweight. She said, listen, Dr. Nelson. She said, I, my knees are killing me. she said, um, I went to the doctor and he said, it's overuse. And she said, if I can't keep jazzerizing." which I'm not even sure if that's a thing anymore, but it was then she said, if I can't keep jazzercising, I'm not going to be able to lose weight. And if I can't lose weight, I'm afraid I'm going to lose my husband. And so so I found, I tested her and uh, found an imbalance. It was her left adrenal gland was imbalanced. That was affecting the muscles um, of the left calf and a couple of other muscles that crossed the knee joint on the left side. So I made a correction to that. And, um, and we teach that in the book as well. I was able to figure out what was going on, fix it. And I said, okay, try walking now. And the knee pain was gone. And then I said, okay. And she couldn't believe it. And then I said, okay, let's check the right knee and the right knee was gallbladder, another imbalance. I was able to fix that and had her walk again and the right knee pain was gone. And um, so, so that's what we mean really by circuits, but there are other kinds of, um, systems in the body, for example, uh, the meridians. And of course, the Chinese discovered uh, the meridians, they're like little rivers of energy that flow just under the skin. They go all throughout the body. They've mapped these out you know, thousands of years ago. Uh, there have been um, uh, figurines unearthed thousands of years old in China that have the same acupuncture meridian mapping that uh, that's used today. And uh, so in the body code, you might find that there's a meridian imbalanced. And uh, most commonly what we find is that there is emotional baggage that's causing that imbalance. Uh, But there can be other things as well. But the whole point of the body code is that you can use it yourself to ask questions and get answers very rapidly about what's really going on with the body. Uh, Of course, there are chakras too. um, The seven main chakras in the body. Uh, and we talk about those and you can have imbalances in those as well. So, um, so the body code is a really very, it's a very complete way to look at the body. One thing I do need to mention is that the body code system, this is the body code book, right? Mm -hmm. There's also something that we call the body code system and the body code system is actually an app that contains everything that we have found about the body. There was no possible way I could put everything into the book because it would have been about four times thicker. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to read a book this thick. So what we did is we put the most common things that we find in here, along with all the understandings of how to do this. And the the idea with the book is that it's going to help people to understand how all of this works and and actually um, help them to have success using the body code if they decide they want to get the full version of the body code, then they can, you know, whenever they want. It's a subscription application, uh, an app that runs on every device you have. But, um, but a lot of people are going to have a lot of success just just using it right from the book, like the emotion code. So the, the body code, it seems that there's some elements. You were talking about
0: Chinese medicine, but it also seems to have some Ayurvedic ideas as well in it. Uh, Ayurvedic medicine as well. Is that correct?
1: Well, you know, um, yeah, uh, for example, the chakras, um, there are, uh, basically what's in it is everything that I was able to find that actually worked over all those years that I was in practice. Mm. And uh, so there are, uh, you know, there's there's a part in the book where I talk about standing on the shoulders of giants. That was something that Isaac Newton said. He said, if I've been able to see further than other men, it's because I stand on the shoulders of giants. And I quote him in the book because without all the work that has been done over all of these, you know, hundreds thousands. and hundreds of years, thousands of years, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the body code wouldn't exist. And so, um, so it's really kind of a compilation. It's, uh, it's everything that I learned that worked, um, everything that I could possibly find, everything that, uh, um, That worked for me and all the imbalances that i was able to find and sometimes those imbalances that i was able to find were imbalances that uh that came through prayer let me ask you what is the belief code i've heard a little bit about that well the belief code is our next level of certification so we offer certification for people who want to really master uh these healing methods level one certification in um, our company is emotion code certification.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's where you begin. And that's easy because all you're looking for is emotional baggage. That's it. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. Level two certification is body code certification. Mm-hmm. You need the you need to build on the foundation of emotion code certification. To do body code certification because there's a lot more going on with body code certification of course you're looking for imbalances in all of these potential different areas right uh everything from pathogens to misalignments to toxins and so on uh, belief code certification will be our level three certification we are working on that we're hard at work on it right now every day and um that will uh, hopefully be coming out by end of the second quarter, beginning of the third quarter of this year. And what that's about really is it's about finding, uh, identifying and releasing the subconsciously held beliefs that we all have. We end up creating belief systems that, um, that really interfere with our lives and disrupt us from being able to create uh, the life that we want. Um, so for example, um, you might have a belief system that you're a bad person. And so then there might be other beliefs that might eventually become attached to that. A negative belief system is kind of like a tree. The roots of the tree are the, what we call the faulty core beliefs. And then you have the trunk and branches, and then you've got leaves. And those are the limiting beliefs and the negative programs. And, uh, we, we've been, Doing this work for quite a while, it was pioneered actually by a couple of uh, couple of my students uh, years ago that lived up in the uh, in the Pacific Northwest, uh, Gwen Legler and uh, Leilani Alexander, a couple of really brilliant uh, brilliant women um, who created a system that um, that they called uh, three dimensional therapy, and um, it was really all of us kind of felt and them included that eventually it needed to be part of, of this body of work that we're doing. And so eventually people will be able to access that. Whether that will ever be a book or not, I don't know. It, it might be a few years down the road. We don't have any plans for a book at this point. We're planning on having that be our level three certification program. But, um, but yeah, the subconscious mind knows about what uh, beliefs you have. And uh, so it's going to work just like the body code, kind of in a mind map pattern, mm-hmm. and you'll be able to very quickly identify and zoom in and find, uh, find those uh, beliefs and then release those.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's like they say, you spend the first seven years of your life programming yourself and you spend the rest of your life trying to deprogram yourself. <laughs>
1: There's a lot of truth in that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Without question. Uh, now I'm going to ask you a few questions, ask all my guests.
1: Uh, what is your definition of living a good life? Well, to me, living a good life has a lot to do with family um, because, you know, when people have tragedies, uh, they might lose their home, might lose all their worldly possessions. But if their family is still intact, then um, they'll tell you that what they're left with uh, is the most important thing of all, because these material things come and go, Um so I think that um I think it's about that I think it's also about learning how to live um, happily it's uh you know as as a Christian I believe in the scriptures and these ancient teachings and one of those teachings is that um, that we are we're we're born into this world to learn how to have joy and I've thought about that a lot and I thought well how how's it possible for us to have joy in spite of all these bad things going on in the world and in our lives and you know we have catastrophes and tragedies and so on um and then i read another scripture that said we should receive all things with thankfulness hmm, it doesn't say receive all all the good things that happen to you it's all all the bad things too and then i remember hearing wayne dyer speak once and he, he quoted a guru who said that um he said in my world nothing ever goes wrong. Right, and I've thought a lot about that, and and I think that um, I think that if we can live our lives in such a way that no matter what happens to us, we can find gratitude because no matter what it is, good or bad, we're we're going to learn from it, right? And if we can find gratitude for that, uh, imagine living your life in that way where. In your world nothing ever goes wrong even though bad things happen nothing ever goes wrong Uh, i that really struck me and uh and stuck with me and i think that gratitude is a very high vibration full-on gratitude is way up there very close to that emotion of joy so i think the more we can strive for those and the more we can strive to have unconditional love for our fellow beings i think that's what's really important how do you define god how do I define God? Well, I believe that God is, uh, he is the father of us all that he's real. Um, my religion teaches me, I'm a member of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day saints. And my religion teaches me that, uh, that God is a, uh, is a glorified, a perfected, um, human that we literally are created in his image. And that, um, that he wants us to have the kind of life that he has, And so that's why this earth was created and all these other worlds. And I believe that there are countless inhabitants of innumerable, an infinite number of other worlds that are inhabited just like this one. And so so I believe that God, and I know for a fact, actually, from the experiences that I've had, that uh, God is our father, that he is absolutely real, that he has nothing but pure and infinite love for every single one of us. And he's rooting for us all. And, uh, but he doesn't interfere with our lives. Um, if, if we want him to help us, we need to ask for that help. And when we do that, then that opens the door for him to be able to help us. And I learned when I was in practice, um, if I had this habit before I'd work on somebody, I would actually just ask God to help me. And, um, it was a totally private, totally personal habit, Alex. Nobody ever knew in all those years that I was actually taking just a moment to say a silent prayer for them. But there were times in response to that request for help when information would just flood into me like an avalanche of data and understanding. So that you know that was unusual. It didn't happen very often, but it did happen. And so I learned from that that that, that higher power, is totally aware of what we're doing all the time and is right there and willing to help us. And um, that's how I look at it.
0: And where can people find out more about, about you and the work that you're doing, sir?
1: Well, I have a personal blog at uh, drbradleynelson.com. It's D R Bradley, B R A D L E Y N E L S O N.com. And, uh, and if you're interested in finding out more about my own spiritual beliefs, there's a page there. uh, I think it's called my beliefs. Uh, Our main website is at discoverhealing.com, discoverhealing.com. You can go there and you can find uh, all kinds of information about certification, the emotion code, the body code. Um, You can find a practitioner there. We have a map of uh, um, some of our practitioners that are all over the world. And um, yeah, so those two websites, drbradleynelson.com and uh, discoverhealing.com. And do you have any final words for the audience? Well, I would just say that um, it's been an honor for me to be uh, on your show and and connecting to your audience and to you. And, um, I guess I would just say that it's, uh, it's really time for us to wake up. Humanity as a whole is waking up, uh, to a lot of things. And some of those things are kind of uncomfortable, but, um, but it's okay because there is a whole new world that is coming and it's not far off. And, uh, I believe that this world is going to be, um, elevated uh, in a way that we can't really understand or comprehend, but there's a, there's a a great new, uh, a great new way of living that is coming. I mean, imagine a world where everybody is living from their heart um, and where there is no more war. Imagine a world where nobody has to lock their doors. That's how it was when I was a kid. I'm that old. (laughs) That's where that's going to come again.
0: (laughs) Dr. Bradley, I appreciate you coming on the show and for the work that you're doing in the world, my friend, I appreciate you.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Alex.
0: I want to thank Dr. Bradley so much for coming on the show and sharing his knowledge with all of us. If you want to get links to anything we spoke about in this episode, please head to the show notes at nextlevelsoul.com forward slash 247. And if you've only been listening to this over podcast and you want to watch these amazing conversations, please subscribe to our YouTube channel at nextlevelsoul.com forward slash YouTube. Thank you so much for listening. And remember... Trust the journey. It is here to teach you. I'll talk to you soon.